Welcome to Soul of an Empath, the podcast that helps empaths to feel loved, seen, heard, and understood in all areas of your life. Now here's your host, Tiffany Gano. Welcome to Soul of an Empath. My name is Tiffany Kano. Today's guest is Amelia Nagy. She's an intuitive yet practical love, relationship, and dating coach that can see deep into the soul layers of who you are and work with you in a playful and compassionate way to move through to your next or first miracle. She's a master coach trained by many masters, including Alison Armstrong, Harv Ecker, Blackfoot, and Apache Elders, and a consortium of spiritual guides. She is in rapture for the Holy Spirit. She is also an artist, flamenco singer, mother, wife, minister, sound healer, and level two Reiki healer. So thank you very much, Amelia, for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for putting this on. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. I know that as impasse and we feel so much, whatever is happening in our relationships tends to, you know, sometimes it it weighs on us if, if there's things that are just not going right in relationships, whether it's with friends or romantic partners or a business, you know, coach or um, boss or even associates. So to have you giving us some tips and ways to just shed that and have healthier relationships, that would be most amazing. Yes, thank you. And absolutely. It's funny because so many times I notice we get so me, I should speak for myself, but I notice other coaches around me too. We get excited about like making an impact and then making money and all these different things. And it's like, in the end, what people struggle the most with is relationships. It always comes back down to relationships. And it's so funny that we get so wrapped up in all these other things of the world when really it's like, if you can't have those reciprocal relationships in your life, like nothing else is worth it. I mean, I guess probably other than our relationship with God and our health, I can't imagine having money or having a ton of success and impact, but like, who would I share that with? Mm -hmm. And I know one of the things that you do is, is you help to create sacred partnerships. So can you describe that? What does that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, lately I've just started to just say whatever the the opposite of whatever the world teaches you basically like in a nutshell, but it's my, my point of view and my observation over and I'm 42. So let's say like the last 40 years is like people don't have successful relationships. They don't have fulfilling relationships. They don't have happy relationships. It's so common. And then we have these models on TV. We have these ideas, these concepts culturally handed down to us from our families. We have these norms of marriages and divorces and what a marriage should look like and what a 50% divorce rate happens in our culture. And it's like, we have these concepts in the world that are just not like, they're not a reflection of the truth. 
the truth being like what our souls are capable of, what we're capable of and what we truly yearn for and what we truly want to create that's fulfilling for us in the realm of love. So I would say sacred partnership is having the the kind of relationship where there's not just common interests, there's not just symbiosis, as in, you know, I help you with this, you help me with that, but there's also a synergy. There's an, an essence of like, one plus one is not two, one plus one is like 500. You know, it's like having that person in your life and you being for that there for them in their life. And it could happen in many areas. It doesn't just have to be romantically. Like I have a sacred partner in my work. Um, I have a couple of them in my work. So it's just that part, that partnership where together you create miracles. You're so much more than one plus one. Mm. And, you know, when you talked about earlier, like that being so important in so many levels is like, you know, we walk around half the time, most of the time with just thinking or believing that love hurts and that we should just shoulder all the disappointments and difficulties that come with relationships. And I'm just like, well, what if that's not really how it should be or it could be? Like, what if there's another narrative? What if there's another reality? And what would that look like? And then when it comes to the romantic arena, sacred partnership is uh, creating a flow of energy between masculine and feminine, divine feminine and divine masculine, creating a spiritual relationship that's a synergy between the divine feminine and the divine divine masculine. And then having that be what nurtures the health of the relationship and its sustainable sustainability rather than, again, the world, the world's ideas, the things that we get told every day about what creates love and success and fulfillment. So there you have it. Those That's sacred partnership. <laughs> okay. And so I know that you and I are both empaths. What gets in the way of empaths being able to have sacred partnership? It's such a great question because I see it all the time and it happened with me and it's, you know, trying to take care of everyone and do too much and we're just natural healers and we we naturally want to give of ourselves and help others in any way that we can. And when that happens, we often attract people who are not healthy. And what I see very, very often, and it, it, it both totally makes sense and completely baffles me at the same time is, you know, incredible, like successful, powerful, loving women with like these crappy relationships. We get into these relationships and we stay there or we give ourselves away in ways that it's like when we give ourselves away, we're not there. We're not there to have a relationship with. And I, I see that as such a big mistake. Like in my 20s, I dated a man who was a narcissist. And for me, that was A, because I was an empath and empaths attract people who are narcissists. But be, narcissists, because it's kind of like narcissists want energy, empaths want to give energy. It's like a perfect fit. And it just, you know, it just if you roll with it in an unhealthy way, it can kind of like destroy your life and thankfully I was like able to catch myself but I remember that moment thinking wow like if I stay here in this relationship I will never be a contribution for for peace I will never be a contribution for love I will never be able to be a healer to do the work in the world that I know I'm meant to do because all of that all of that energy all of that love all of that intuition is going to go to this person who's just going to eat it up and poop it out and like no one's going to use it for good. Like it's just going to go through his digestive tracts and out the other end. And that's it. And maybe the poop will serve flowers 
but I was like, I want to serve the world. Like I want, I want to help people. Like I know I have so much in me to give. And so, you know, yeah, like I had to leave that relationship in order to be able to be a contrib the contribution that I am. Otherwise it would have got sucked out. And so that's the biggest thing I see all the time is women not leaving those relationships, women not saying no to those kinds of relationships, whether they be a boyfriend or family member or, or even, you know, someone they work with. And that is a big challenge for empaths because we see those kinds of people and we're like, oh, they're just hurting. They need help. And of course we want to help them. And then we end up getting swallowed up in the process. Mm. And how does sacred partnership heal the human race and propel us into the next level of spiritual growth and development and uh, tapping into, yeah, like our, our whole self? Yeah, and I just you can see I can't bear to, I can't wait to tell you because it excites me so much that the possibility or the thought of the women, all these women like me, like all the gifts we have, the healers, the empaths that we are, like the sooner we say no, the sooner we don't repeat that cycle of draining our life force, the sooner we can be a contribution. So it's like for every woman that decides, no, I'm not going to have these transactional relationships that are draining okay then what's the opposite oh wow could I have a sacred partnership like could I create that miracle and what would that be like and then like really going for it it changes the world because then we have our gifts to give to the world they're not just going to get eaten up and pooped out by somebody that I don't know where that's coming from it's just coming today to me to keep saying that but you know it's not just going to get eaten up and pooped out by someone that's not going to it's not going to do any good because there's people in the world who unfortunately, you know, they, they have a different orientation. They have a service to self orientation and they're not in a place where they can take that energy and actually use it for something that benefits humanity. They just need it for themselves because they're not connected to source. And so understanding those things and understanding what committing to sacred partnership actually means in the world, that it means um, synergy, that it means co-creation, and it means abundance, that it means people are using their gifts and skills and talents and being uh, appreciated and allowed to do that. I honestly think it's a whole other kind of world. If we could think about those kinds of relationships in all our different factions of society, government, schools, medical system, right? Like wherever we can think about that, and it, it's like it's like a whole new world, right? And I think it starts with us. It starts with us. And I always say, you know, war starts in the family, but so does peace. And every step towards a more peaceful partnership is a step towards a more peaceful world. So if we can do it in ourselves, within ourselves, and then if we can do it in our marriages and in our families, in our communities, then it starts to percolate out. And all of a sudden, you have a world that's connected to source. You have a world that's thriving people that are contributing their gifts, people that are alive rather than a world that's always trying to get, get one over on somebody. You know, that's a lot of how our systems work these days, legal and monetary. Um, it's not going to be like that forever. Things are shifting very quickly and very amazingly, but um, it is the time. It is the time to call that forth and to call that into being and to really think about who do I need to be in my life to create that? 
because as an empath, we have access to those nuances of energy exchange that other people may not necessarily perceive as easily and as quickly as we can. So I just think it's an important thing to think about. I don't think everyone should have to do it. They, if they don't want to, no one has to do it. But it's like, well, what if? What would it be like if your marriage was a sacred partnership? Like in my marriage, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, it's like my partner is my soulmate. He's my twin flame. I would not be the healer that I am without him. He's part of that mission. He's part of my work in the world. That's incredible. But then again, that's what a sacred partnership is. And that's what I wanted. So that's what I claimed. Mm, beautiful. And I know that you also talk about being a starseed. Can you describe what that is? Yes, I would love to. I've been look, reading a lot on Dolores Cannon, and she's someone who talks about her many, many, many years of experience putting people through hypnosis and taking them through past life regressions and different kinds of experiences that have to do with consciousness that's not on this physical plane. And as I've been exploring those realms, I realized that there's a whole bunch of us on earth that are here to, that we have a, we have like, we're the volunteers as Dolores Scanner calls them. And we have a mission, like we're here, we came to earth because earth was struggling. Earth was in a really bad way and we came to help. And there's a lot of us throughout the galaxy that answered the call. Creator sent out a call for us and we came. We came from different star system. We came from different galaxies. We came from different realms of reality, different dimensions. And for me, I've been really connecting to that part of myself through essential oils and meditation and sound healing and connecting um, to my roots as a soul, to my roots in the cosmos as a soul, as a being. And I, I put that part in the work that I do because I noticed that a lot of people who come through as empaths and have had narcissistic abuse, which is some of the healing that I do, a lot of them are empaths and a lot of them are highly sensitive people. And a lot of them, I, I think, are starseeds. A lot of them are those volunteers. And it's almost like what I'm seeing is the people that are coming through with that really difficult initiation by fire, if you will, that um, having those non-reciprocal relationships, those transactional draining relationships with people that are service to self-oriented people that are not connected to source. So they're basically vampiric in their energy. Um, it's like the people that are coming in and having those relationships in their families of origin, it's almost like every healer and empath is having that these days. Like that's what I'm seeing. They're, everyone that comes through my work is like, dealing with that issue and it fascinates me because i think that's a global issue i think right now and on the in the world stage as a whole as a collective consciousness we're dealing with that and so i think the star seeds are remembering like oh yeah this is why i came to earth and this is this narcissistic abuse was the activation of my gifts this narcissistic abuse was the thing that caused me to was the catalyst for my remembering and my um, coming into my spiritual mission. And this isn't for everyone, but I do notice a lot of like curiously of such a large portion of um, highly sensitive and empaths 
go through narcissistic abuse. And then so through my research, I've just really dug into, well, why is that? And what what is narcissistic abuse? What is it um, a microcosm of? What does it teach us? Why do so many of us put it into our lives? If, if, we, if we assume that we have choice and we've chosen it, why would we choose it? So I've been asking those questions. <laughs> those are really good questions. So what, what yeah. is the answer that you have researched and intuited? <laughs> the answer that I have is that we're starseeds. That we are, those of us who've experienced that, who are empaths, we are at the precipice of the new wave of spiritual and emotional and cultural and social evolution on the on planet Earth. Like we've come here for this purpose. And the narcissistic experiences that have stripped us of our power have taught us what Earth is like, like what it's like to live in a service to self-dominated um, environment. And we come to bring the other way. We come to bring what if you live service to others? What is that like? We've come to activate that. And those of us who go through those kinds of relationships, it's it's a catalyst for that. So that's what I'm seeing. And I have intuited and I see it. I see it. So many people come through and they have these experiences with, with either narcissistic family, being raised in a family with narcissistic parents, or attracting those kinds of people as partners and then having to go through divorces and co-parenting. And it's like this huge initiation by fire. So anyway, what I have for you guys that are that person and you identify with what I'm saying and you're curious to know more is because I specifically focus on creating sacred partnership and having that manifested in the family and in love. I have something called how to pick the right guy checklist. Ooh, a gift. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So this is where the practical tools of this come in. So if you're someone who keeps attracting the wrong men, if you're a sensitive woman who has problems with boundaries, you know you're an empath, you know you've been attracting the wrong men, this is for you. If you date this way, you will not attract those kinds of people. You will attract healthy masculine men. So that is what uh, the checklist is for. And also then once you attract a healthy masculine person, and I should say it's not just for men, but it is for feminine people wanting a masculine counterpart. So it's, it's for women dating men, but it could also be for feminine women dating masculine women or feminine men wanting a masculine male partner. So either way, or it could even be for feminine men who want a masculine female partner. Um, but that's the dynamic of the checklist. So if you're not a feminine person who's an empath and who dates the wrong men and who wants sacred partnership with the right man, then this probably wouldn't be for you. So I'm sorry, the gift is not for everyone. But if you are an empath and you're a sensitive, um, visionary healer type and you keep dating the wrong men and you're like, when will this end? Why don't I have the right tools here? This is for you. Okay. And, and, um, I will put you, the link to your free gift into the show notes. So you will have, everyone will have access to it there. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Any other final words before we close up for today? My final words are we have creative power and we can create miracles. And so get busy creating miracles. <laughs> Nice. Thank you so much, Amelia. Have a beautiful day. Much love and blessings to everyone throughout the week. Namaste. Namaste. 
Thank you for listening to Soul of an Empath with Tiffany Cano. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you are listening to it. You can get more information from soulofanempath.com. May you be blessed with love, health, peace, joy, spiritual oneness, prosperity, and abundance. So be it. So be it. So be it. So be it.